Well, this morning I think it'd be good just to speak about the Our Father, which we see this is where Christ our Lord teaches us this prayer here, and it's recorded in the uh, Sermon on the Mount, basically, right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount or towards its end in the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, we could go through each one of these lines in the Our Father and unpack them and discover within them uh, inexhaustible riches of goodness and truth. Um, but I'm just going to focus on actually uh, the first line. That's all, because there's so much to it. And really, not just the first line, uh, even, even more restricted than that, I'm just going to focus on the first two words. And it's the title, really, what we know, at least in English, how we call the prayer. We call it the Our Father. I said 55 Our Fathers, or I said, you say an Our Father before you say the decade, uh, any given decade of the rosary. <clears throat> so we call this prayer the Our Father. It is an amazing thing that we can actually call God our Father. That is an absolutely remarkable thing. Uh, in the pagans, you know, Christ talks about the pagans here and how they pray. Uh, in pagan religion all across the world, really from time immemorial, uh, the gods were very were conceived of as being very distant from the affairs of mankind and from from men in general. And in fact, uh, Aristotle, a pagan philosopher, a very wise pagan philosopher, he, he basically attained uh, as much wisdom as a human being can attain apart from uh, God's revelation. He said that uh, the gods are not friends with men because uh, for there to be friends, they've got to have something in common with each other. You know, people to be friends, they have to have something in common. And the gods and men don't have anything in common with each other. So <laughs> so the gods are not friends with men. And uh, that I think that's a very important uh, statement because it really sums up the pagan understanding of divinity. And that's what's so remarkable about the biblical revelation and especially Christianity with the coming of Christ, the Son of God. The Son of God came so that we men could become sons of God. And God the Son became one of us so that we could be friends with him. So that God and man could be friends. So that man could be uh, considered a son of God and have that kind of close affinity and relationship with him. Now amongst human beings, uh, if... Uh, so there are sometimes very generous families, usually they're Catholic families, but not always. But they're very generous families, and they have their own natural children, and they go and they decide to adopt children, okay, in addition to their own natural children. Um, and they do that usually out of humanitarian concerns. But you know what? That's kind of rare. That's pretty rare. Most people adopt children because they don't have children of their own. But consider the situation with God. God the Father from all eternity has uh, an infinitely beautiful and loving relationship with God the Son. Jesus is the Son of God by nature, okay? Not by adoption, but by nature. So, as a manner of speaking, God had his own children, so to speak. God had a son, okay? Why did he go and adopt us? It was out of total love. He didn't need to do that. It was out of complete love 
that now through the natural Son of God, we become adopted sons and daughters of God. And uh, think of how it is in a human family when someone, especially think of these generous families that actually already have their own natural children and they go and they, they, they elect to you know, adopt a child from China or wherever it might be. They do that totally out of love. There's no other motive other than just pure love for that child. And the child didn't earn it. The child uh, didn't do anything to get the, get the love of the, of the parent that adopts it. And so it is all the more so and to an infinite degree more uh, with God the Father who through Jesus Christ adopts us as his sons and daughters so that we can actually call him a father. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Really, our hearts should, should melt with love for God, just even just thinking of the fact that we can call God our Father. And the beautiful prayer that Christ our Lord has given us, it's actually known as the Our Father. So I just leave you with that uh, as a meditation this morning, God's incredible love for us, uh, that we should be called the sons and daughters of God and be able to call him Father.